Welcome to Beyond Technology, the experience podcast by Acrolec, where we chat about how we're transforming everyday lives with the help of technology. Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Technology podcast brought to you by the experts at Acrolec. I'm your host, Hillary Kennedy with MarketScale, and joining me today is Peter McManus, VP of Global Account Management. Now, the focus of today's episode is to learn how drive-through QSR technologies have evolved during COVID, from social distance rules to employee safety concerns to full-blown lockdowns. There was almost no aspect of the quick service restaurant industry left unaffected. The QSR industry is experiencing a business model shift, allowing for some unexpected growth. So Peter, I am so glad you could be on the show and speak with us about it today. Oh, thank you, uh, Hillary, and I really appreciate the, the invitation. Well, so let's start off talking about you. Um, so Peter, you manage some large accounts for Acrolec and you've seen their focus switch from the indoor dining to drive-through. So how has this change impacted the industry? Well, uh, yes, I do have the privilege of working with some of the, the largest quick service chains uh, globally. And uh, of course, they were not immune to the pandemic, uh, just as maybe the small mom and pop shop wasn't immune to it. But certainly, there have been a, a range of, I guess, reactions. Uh, one of the things that we're certainly seeing is uh, new thinking around new store designs. As we start to exit the pandemic into the new normal, uh, many of the quick service operators have really reimagined what their stores should look like. Um, we're starting to see, of course, a lot more drive-through, dedicated pickup lanes for ordering ahead, you know, curbside pickup with dedicated parking bays. And then, of course, there's a lot more uh, focus on the, the mobile apps and, and ordering online uh, now, which was really the, the needle a lot during the crisis. So. Uh, that that's certainly one area uh, that we're seeing. Well, and you know, you just mentioned some, but what are some other ways that you have seen businesses skillfully adapt to this crisis and just kind of rethink their entire store operations because people have really had to start thinking about everything from A to Z. Yeah, it's a good point because uh, imagining the store designs of the future is the future. You have to operate your business today and try and turn over a profit. And of course, many operators just found themselves in the wrong location, the wrong place, wrong time. Uh, if your store is situated in a, a railway station or a busy city hub, uh, there are no more workers there anymore to serve. Unfortunately, we did see store closures. So uh, the, some of the most resilient businesses were those that did have drive through uh, which were uh, an absolute lifeline uh, to be able to feed uh, and keep people safe uh, while they were trying to dine and look after their families during the crisis. But at the same time, what we did see uh, in different markets were different sets of regulations from government. So a lot of businesses were able to pivot quickly uh, to change their business model to takeout models, uh, to drive the ordering process to go through mobile apps, whether it be the own branded app or through an online platform and then be able to serve those customers through pickup windows or or through the door uh, and in all those different ways. So, uh, you know, one of the keys was, A, did the business have the right digital assets in place to be able to do takeout and digital uh, ordering very easily? Some cases that wasn't the case. And then the ability to pivot quickly if indeed you didn't have those assets, how quickly could you acquire them, test them, deploy them at absolute pace, uh, be able to serve your customers? 
Well, and one thing that you mentioned, you know, people moving away from major city hubs. And so we have people doing that. We also have people who are now working from home, maybe indefinitely. So how can hospitality and retail outlets navigate that particular challenge? Yes. Yeah, so um, in, in various different ways, um, f- first and foremost, there, there has been a shift from um, major city metropoles to the countryside. We can see land registry data in various cu- countries uh, testify to that. So actually, uh, a lot of stores are left with real estate that they don't need. So we're actually seeing some store closures. And then what we'll start to see is uh, new store openings with different store formats, which are more suited for the digital ordering of the future. In terms of ordering at home, uh, more people have become accustomed to order for home delivery, but also there's been a really big switch in behaviours from customers towards a more click and collect uh, or pick up type of scenario. Uh, A lot of uh, shoppers were used to doing that in retail, but not necessarily in food and beverage. So quick service operators now have found that in addition to a drive-through, in addition to like carry out scenarios in the store, which need to be done in a safe way, they need to be able to serve customers in a contactless way at curbside or in a, in a parking bay uh, in and around the store. And you can imagine in peak dining periods, it can be mayhem, right? Uh, and how do you know where the customer is situated? How do you know what time they're arriving? How do you even know when to start producing the food so that when they receive it, it's hot and fresh? They're the challenges the operators uh, need to face and company like Acrylic is helping address those challenges. Well, one thing I'm wondering about, did the pandemic create a shift in architecture and design trends for retail and quick serve establishments because of all those things that you just mentioned? Yeah, I, I think um, we touched upon this a little bit earlier on, and, and certainly it sort of hastened uh, the thinking along. I mean, I think industry analysts are pretty, uh, there's a consensus that, you know, there, there was already a digital shift underway, and it really just took something like the pandemic to move the needle along five or 10 years. So, of course, the thinking around new store designs did have to change quite uh, quickly. The, the one watchword that I would have maybe for the, the, the quick service operators is, you know, don't forget that the cities will come back. People will go back to work. There are sh- lots of shopping malls. There's lots of like inline stores. Um, and, you know, not every store is a freestanding concept with lots of real estate and drive through around it. So I, I think that we should not forget that the uh, people do want to come and dine in again. And don't place all your bets necessarily on uh, dro- delivery, pickup, curbside uh, and drive through. It's so true. I'm I'm seeing that trend uh, more and more and more every weekend when I go out that people are really missing that face-to-face interaction as well. So I, I think you're totally right about that. Um, and you mentioned some of these things, but how is some of the technology, say, that Acrolec is assisting with? How is that helping manage the speed and the accuracy of service at these businesses? Because like you said, you know, people show up, they want it ready, they want it hot, they want it fresh, and they want their order correct. Right. So um, if we look in the drive through setting, for example, you can imagine now how busy these drive throughs are getting with uh, increased demand. And actually, it's all about speed, uh, getting as many cars through the lane. Of course, there's an income benefit to doing that, but it comes at a cost. The cost is order accuracy. The cost is, does the customer experience actually suck? 
or live up to what it should do. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's a legitimate argument to say that uh, a lot of the major restaurant operators have invested a lot in their dining areas, on the internal, uh, the interior designs. But in some cases, not all, you may be sitting in your car at the drive through next to a trash bin and you have a, an imperfect experience in being able to interact with the staff through the speaker post. You can't hear each other. Uh, it's a very slow experience. Maybe you can't see what's on the menu very well, uh, and then by the end of it, you get your bag, you drive off, and maybe there's the wrong thing in the bag. All of those things, they're exacerbated by the pressures that you have in a drive through So, what companies like Acrolect do is seek to alleviate those pressures, uh, whether it be uh, having timing between each step of the customer journey in the drive-through so that the quick service operator knows where the bottlenecks are. Is it at the order point or the service window or the payment window uh, in between? And the other thing is just having menus that are easy to uh, not only present to your customer, that are personalized to that unique customer. We know who the customer is. We know their loyalty. We know if they've got any uh, any rewards or, or whatever to, to redeem. But also, things change, right? Prices change. Menu items change. What you want to order at lunch is not the same as you want to order for breakfast. So uh, by having uh, systems management for uh, your menu boards makes it very effective to present and promote the things at that time of day uh, in those weather conditions, perhaps, that that customer is looking for. But at the same time, if something changes, then you can easily implement that change and dynamically update the boards and not have to invest in having to replace your menus every single time there's a change. So that's just some of the examples of what we're doing. That was, yeah, that was a great thing for you to bring up. That was something that I was wondering about because restaurants had to make some major changes to their menus for lots of different reasons mm. during the pandemic. So those are interesting things to think about with being able to change the menu, the pricing, because as we've seen, pricing has fluctuated wildly this past year as well. So it's interesting the the tools that you're working with to kind of help mitigate those menu challenges. Yeah. And if you think about a restaurant, right, the old fashioned restaurant would have a till behind there and you have a menu on there for ordering. And then the kiosk came along. Right. Remember when that happened? So Acrylic you know, guilty of introducing kiosks to the restaurant industry and you have menus on there. And then you have digitized menu boards behind your counter. And then now with more prevalence of drive through, particularly internationally, because uh, the car's always been king in states, you now have to manage the content on your drive through menu boards, as well as your mobile app, as well as with the online delivery platform. So this theme of, of maintaining all those pricing and menus across all those multiple systems is really important. And, and actually the way uh, lots of businesses have incrementally um, brought on their technology means that everything's not necessarily in sync with each other. So Acrylic, um, what we do is we offer a full smart store opportunity where not only do we have the ability to synchronize all of that content, publish it at the same time across all your ordering channels, but also you have all of that data because knowing a customer is not only powerful, but it helps you serve them better, helps you personalize offers to them, uh, help, helps them feel valued and appreciated. And so the more 
that your systems play nice with each other, the more that you're able to deliver that exceptional experience to customers. And that's something Acrolect prides itself on facilitating. Well, I love hearing about everything that you are working on at Acrolect and how you're keeping things moving, keeping things simple and keeping the technology up with the pace of the way the world is going now. So Peter, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. I really appreciate it. No, it's been a real uh, pleasure, Hilary, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Yes, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Technology. If you like what you heard, you can check out more episodes of the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can come find it at marketscale.com. And we'll be back with another episode soon, so watch for that. But until then, I am your host, Hilary Kennedy. Thanks for watching.